welcome to Not Sure This Matters with Matt Nolan. And let's try to keep the fireplaces. Miranda. <laughs> I love old fireplaces. And the house we're working on has the most beautiful fireplaces. To illuminate our crowd of one, the uh, one of the project houses that we're working on does have a lot of cool historical... Historic? Or historical? Historical. It was built in 1884. Historical features? And it has seven fireplaces. I think that's a fact check. (sighs) Oh, I forgot to turn off the other music. (laughs) I think it's historic. It has historic features. Might be the same word. This doesn't matter. Yeah, but there are a bunch of fireplaces, and we ended up only taking out one. So all things being said, that's pretty good. It was a nice one. But the the one we saw today on the second floor... That like has like the granite wrap. It's, you like that one? I like every single fireplace in that house. But I don't think that one is as as aged as the rest of them. So on the first floor, which is like where they would have guests, correct? It's all these like beautiful wooden fireplaces correct. with a lot of like mirror inlays, yeah, and tons of carvings. I no argument that the fireplaces on the first yeah. floor are nice. And then on the second floor, where would have been their like sleeping quarters, correct? It's all stone. So there's correct. like a green one. There's like a black one. And they're smaller. Uh, yeah. But I think that's fine. I mean, I, if that was like my sleeping fireplace, I'd be like, it's fine. So I had, or Jenny and I had like one of those in our, for our hearth on our old house. Um, and I always, uh, high metal? very similar. It had the black granite yeah. with like some, some version of a color, like uh, grain to it. Yeah. And I, I always hated it. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to put something on top of it. And I wanted to convince our, our client at that building to maybe do the same. Because the black, because it's black, it's dark isn't going to match the motif of the building. No, we're not touching those fireplaces. All right. Good talk. I think we should. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> Yesterday, I'm in uh, I'm in the parking lot at the gym, and I'm on the phone, incident- coincidentally, with the same client. And a car pulls in next to me. The woman gets out, opens her back door into my car. So I'm on the phone with this guy. I'm like, oh, they just hit my car with their door. Hold on one second. I get out of the car. I wasn't mad. I was like, oh, excuse me. I think you just opened your door into my car. You know what she said? What? No, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) I would have been like, I'm the worst liar. I'd be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. That would have been like the first thing out of my mouth. (laughs) Yeah. Any ver- anything else would have been better. Like you were sitting in the car. Like you, you was in my car. You heard and felt the like, the only reason I knew it happened is because I heard it. She and I was like, oh, no, like, like, look, here's this scratch on the side of my car. She's like, oh, nope. And then her friend came out from the other side. She was like, did you just do that? And I was like, yeah, no big deal. Like, it wasn't, you know, like, it wasn't a big, it wasn't a big deal. But yeah. just the fact that her did first she... response was, no, I didn't do that. Deny. Yeah. It was very strange. Ugh. Anyway. Life's exhausting. Yeah. What am I, what am I going to say? I, I want to call the cops. Like, what, what would you do? Someone scratches your car and it's pretty insignificant. Yeah, I am like I, I under I think there's a um I think depending on how new your car is, the quality of your car, you have like these different tolerances. Yeah. If you're leasing your car, sure. Um, but I have a um fully owned Toyota Prius. Yeah. And yeah, someone could like full, with a spoiler full on <laughs> rear end me, and I'd be like, we're good. We're good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gotta get to the grocery store. Uh, anyway, any uh, any fact checks from yesterday? Okay, so we don't have any fact checks from yesterday, but huh. I had I was listening to one of the pods. No, Miranda, you listened to one of our pods. I listened to the Nathaniel one. Oh, you had never heard it, right? What'd you think? It was good. It is good, and I wanted to hear the, the, his voice. Yeah, 
Uncle Sexy Voice. <laughs> and um, I heard something that came up that I was like, man, I probably should have fact checked that. Lay it on me. I'm proud of you. What okay. You <laughs> and it's really, it was when Nathaniel said that he thought that it was open sesame. Yeah. <laughs> what? But what's the fact check? So I wanted to find out like where open sesame came from. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. And All if right. it's real. And? Okay. So it is a magical phrase. In the story, it is a magical phrase of Alibaba and the Forty Thieves. So okay. it's this old story from. There's like a a whole book called a One Hundred One Thousand and One Nights, and there's all these like stories. So is it, it like a Middle Eastern version of Aesop's Fables? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or like where um, Aladdin, like Aladdin's one of the stories. But this oh, one is, is, is that it? That's its origination. This one's Alibaba and the Forty Thieves. Okay. And so it. In this story, when you Prince say that Ali, word, yes, it is he, Ali Ababa. So good, yeah. it's Nathaniel's um like favorite Disney princess. Oh, Jasmine. Jasmine, she is. She's good. She's a good one. What's what's uh what's your favorite like timeless Disney movie? Oh, um, of that sort of sure. genre. I like Cinderella. Okay, that's a little bit older. Yeah, but I grew up watching it. I liked it. Cinderella, Cinderella. So cute. It is good. Okay, so in... I referenced that movie to my kid. Uh-huh. And she just totally played along with it. She had no idea what I was talking about. I tried to get Elliot, because we have Disney Plus, so you can watch any of those movies on there. Yeah. And I tried to get him to watch Cinderella, because it's like one of my favorites. Sure. He got, I don't know, we, 12 minutes in, he was like, I can't watch this movie. <laughs> I don't think they're old enough. Certainly a boy for Cinderella, I would think, is a harder watch. I mean, and they've been remastered. Like, they, they look beautiful to watch still. Yeah, but if that's like, that one's older. Yeah. But I don't even think he's old enough to watch Lion King. Okay. That's, right. a, that's oh, like the death sad. scene. My little cousins like stormed crying out of the theater when we put it on. They were like eight. Right. And you were like, too soon. Yeah. Bad, bad call. Okay. So in this story, it, the, the word open sesame opens the mouth of a cave in which 40 thieves had have hidden a treasure. And just to hammer the point home, it is officially not. Open sesame, uh. right? It's open sesame, like the like the seed. Seed. Got it. Great fact check. I am done. Great, like later on I fact know. check. I felt like you could use one today. So let me ask you: Are you going to listen to how many pods have you actually listened to? So there's, I posted another one today, and I think it was episode thirty-three. Mm-hmm. But I haven't actually posted that many episodes. You know, there's like lapses in what we've actually recorded and what I've, versus what we've actually posted. So there's probably like maybe twenty. 20-ish? Yeah. Online? How many of 20 have you heard? I've probably heard half. Really? Yeah. What's your favorite one? Um, I like that one where you go out to dinner with with the other Angela yeah. and the husband and the Czech one. Yeah, the uh, dinner tipping. Uh, and yeah. That's, a, that's the gender swimmer one. Yeah, that one gets me laughing. That's a good app. Um, so... Are what all, a great day. Are all My whole the, demeanor has changed. Are all the episodes, we now have two people that listen to our podcast. Are all the episodes on Apple and Spotify? That's correct. They're, they match? That's correct. And then when you're like, when because you said, okay, we might stop the podcast. That's correct. So I feel like I should just post them all because then there's this library where they exist. That's correct. So when you post them, they're like being put in order and you change the episode numbers? Yeah. Oh. So Or if I... Couldn't post one. like So we skipped the original abortion one and put the abortion follow-up episode on there. Yeah. So the previous one posted or published may have been episode 28, 
And then when I put the next one up, it would have been episode 31. Oh, that's your organization. Just so that people know that you're not, there's no 29. So it ain't happening. Weird. Yeah. Well, I got to, because otherwise it's like, where's that fact check about open says to me? Yeah. It's a way that they know. Yeah. Huh. And I stopped getting, you know, show notes from people like, you know, Nathaniel. <laughs> you're like a, um, you're like a librarian now. I am. <laughs> I have a match pad from yesterday. Okay. Do you recall? Think all the way back to yesterday. And I made a, we were talking about Justin Timberlake's movie prowess. prowess and I, the, I was like, he's no. And I came and said, Walter Cagney. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of match pads in that, those two words. First off, it's James Cagney. Okay. Secondly, like, why not say something way more obvious, like Marlon Brando or I don't know Robert Redford? Because you're like a weirdo. You like like weird. It's fucking people. sort of straight. And I didn't even get it right. <laughs> I don't even react. I'm just like, yeah, he's no Walter. He's no Walter Cagney. Cagney. Doesn't exist. What a moron. Aww. I mean, that's super embarrassing. So hopefully, I, I can regain some street cred with, uh-huh. with our audience uh, by saying something clever today. Haven't hasn't happened yet, but let's hang in there and maybe it'll happen. Good luck. Thank you. Um, do you know the phrase TMI? Sure. Sure. Even I know that one. I played golf with a gentleman over the weekend. And we're friendly. We're not friends. We don't hang out. Uh, he's probably early 30s. And I'd just gotten new golf cleats that I wanted to give a trial run because I want, wanted to wear new gear at the member guest tournament coming up. It's a big deal at the club. Want to break them in a little, make yeah. sure they like... Make sure I like them. The whole, good energy. Yeah. Well, I care less about the energy. I'm more of an aesthetics guy. I want to make sure they look good. Okay. And they did. They looked good. Problem was, this particular brand or this particular shoe of that brand has like... You know where the heel goes to keep it rigid? There's like there's something in there, probably plastic. Okay. Well, this one, the the cushioning on the inside of the shoe was not strong enough to keep that plastic from rubbing against the back of my foot. So I was complaining about it a couple of times, but I didn't like make a big deal out of it. And when we finished, I took my cleats off, took my socks off, and I looked at the back of my heels, and I had these huge bleeding welts on the back of both of my feet. I know, and blisters are so tricky because some, sometimes you like don't really understand like that how bad how, it how is. How extensive You're like, it is. Oh, it's just rubbing. Yeah. I'm doing a baby. It was bad. Yikes! Here's why I'm asking about TMI. I sent a picture of my foot to the guy I played golf with. Uh huh. Should I have just said like, oh, it it really got me because he knew it was an issue. Yeah. But I sent him a picture. So. So people's like um, tolerance tolerance for kind of like medical yes. like injuries. Agreed. It, it like I think it super varies like depending on the human. Yeah. Like I am like a blood fainter. Like if I literally see, yeah like no way yeah like if I see like if someone's like bleeding pretty bad I get like lightheaded. Do you actually faint? Yeah. We got to try that. Like out. I've like given blood before you know like at like the Red Cross. Yeah, I, and, I'm not allowed to. Um, I like got lightheaded and they had to like lay me down and give me like crackers like i'm like one of those people yeah but what about seeing the other people donate blood right if so you just walked into I, the like, red cross factory would you pass out I, I i don't it like depends i mean i one time i was like going for a run and i tripped <laughs> you want to fact check we got a bleeder 
We got a bleeder. <laughs> like one time I was I was going for a run and I like it, it, whatever there was like an uneven pothole that I stepped in and I tripped and fell. Yeah. And I was like okay. Sure. But when I stood up like my my palms have been like really scratched up. Like the stigmata. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I would have definitely fainted then. And I like stood up and I was like, ugh, you know, and I look at them and then I can, I can like feel myself like, like little starts. Like Just happens. by seeing the blood? Yeah. But what, okay, what, other people's blood too? Right. What about your kid? Right. So like I, Elliot's never had an injury that has been like bad enough that I've had to react that way. But I do get nervous that like if I'm in like, you know, a, where I'm in like a situation where I need to be like saving him or helping sure. him, that I'm going to be like... That my body will fail on me. Don't cry. You're going to do great. <laughs> but what about like a bloody nose? He's never had a bloody nose? So bloody nose is like okay. Be- I, because they I happen don't know. more often? It, I, no, it's like not like a cut, like it's a not, It wasn't caused from an injury. Right. That's... So anyway, like if you'd sent me th- that, or like, but Nathaniel, he like is a chemist and he has to do a lot of like, he's in on a lot of surgeries and he's in the lab all the yeah. time and he has like terrible photos on his computer of like. People being cut open. Right. I'm sure. Yeah. And, but that he's like looking at them and studying them and measuring them and writing, writing about them. Yeah. Like he does it all day long and it's like, like completely unfazed by it. So I guess I, my answer is I don't know who this guy that you golfed with was. Sure. If you sent me the picture, I would have like turned my head really quick and like literally not looked at it. And Nathaniel would have like zoomed in and been like, ooh. Okay, but you have <laughs> thought it was TMI? Oh, I know because it was like you guys had spent four hours together talking about the shoes. He was just like in on it. All right, good. Because he hasn't responded yet. And I'm, <laughs> I'm wondering if I should send him a follow-up. Like, sorry, bro, or didn't mean to gross you out. I hope we can still play golf together. I miss you. I mean, I think, yeah, you should definitely send that text. Okay. Um, and I just, one more thing to note is that you, like, say you hate men's feet and that men aren't allowed to wear flip-flops. And, like, at the airport, if you see someone's toes, you, like, want to throw up. Not just the airport, anyone. So it's like- I saw of- my father who was wearing the <laughs> Jesus joggers the other day. That's all right. I pretended not to know him. He's allowed to. He's like, Matthew. I put my head down and kept going. It's not. They look ridiculous. It's fine. He's allowed to have his Miranda, toes Miranda, they look- Ridiculous. I will always defend this. They shouldn't even sell them. What are we trying to? How much? How much? How much heat is your body exerting from your feet? That exposing them to the weather, you're like really cooling yourself down. Okay, but so with this situation, you felt like it was okay to send a picture because it was of the heel. I didn't send him a picture of my foot. Yeah, and it's not actually the heel. It's uh like you know, it's the folks. We all know where I'm talking about. It's like in between the ankle and the heel. Yeah, it's where a blister would be. And how are you doing today? I've got band-aids on the back. Poor guy. I'll send you a pic later with a follow-up apology. (laughs) Everybody's got, all married couples have shared domestic responsibilities. They're not gender specific. It's just how you run your household. One of my responsibilities, for the most part, it's changed a little bit since we moved into an apartment, but I take out the trash. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that I have collected the trash. But once it's bagged and tied, I would bring it out to the trash receptacle. Okay. Okay. And currently, that's to the dumpster on premises. So it's more inconvenient now than it used to be? It's super inconvenient, but it is what it is. And okay. the finish line is, it's the, the light is at the end of the tunnel. We are ripping the house that we're moving into to shreds to get this light closer and closer. Got it. That's my... Sort of job. Jenny, of course, does it here and there. But but essentially, like, if there's a trash and the both of us are there, I'm going to take it. Do I tell my wife? So this morning, she pulls the trash out of the trash can. She ties it in a knot, 
hands it to me to take out for when I leave, all fine. Now, Matt Nolan is a pre-bag bagger. So when I pulled the trash bag out of the plastic receptacle, I want there to be empty bags at the bottom of the can uh-huh. so that you can open and fold into the said receptacle. Uh-huh. Okay. It's okay if other people don't do that. I don't know if that's, I, that maybe not a lot of people do that. Maybe I learned that from my parents and it's just like a trick or whatever a convenience that we enjoy, but not necessarily everybody does that. Fine. I'm fine with that. However, if you take the bag out of the receptacle, are you not responsible for putting the new bag in? I understand that that part is my, the trash is mine. I got that. But if you're going to participate and you're going to pull the bag out, we need a bag in there. Uh But she doesn't put it in. Now, here's my question. That's the, these are the facts and they are undisputed. Here's the question. Do I say something to her? She doesn't listen to the pod, so this is an absolutely safe space. Uh-huh. Now, if it, put put yourself in now you're the trash taker out, you're the trash bag remover, but you're not the trash taker outer. Yeah. And you take it out, and Tana says, Miranda, why didn't you put it back back in? Why do I now have to stop what I'm you you were already in the process? Mm-hmm. Or is it better to say, I'm the trash guy? And she's just pitching in, but only so much. She's not going to complete the task. Right. So if, if, if the responsibility is somebody else's and the other person is participating as, as, as to be helpful, do they not assume the responsibility of completion? The fact that, the fact that she is taking out the trash... And she's not taking it out. No, no, she's, she's, the fact that she's pulling out the full trash can and right, she, she's like, oh, she's like, this is ready to go out. I want it out now. Yep. She's like, I'm not sure if Matt's going to do it. So if I like pull it out and tie it up, he, there's more likely chance. He knows that, that it's got to go. Agree. I'm with you there. Okay. The fact that she's not putting the new bag in yeah. means that she doesn't think that's her job. She, It's your job. I agree. <laughs> but is it, is it, it's, it's not passive aggressive, right? It's it, just saying that's not my job. But is it not akin to Jenny does the laundry, right? Yeah. Is it not akin to me just like taking all of my clothes, mm-hmm. throwing them even better? I got better. The dryer has finished. It's ready to be taken out, ready to be folded and separated. Yeah. We're both in the living room. I'm going to go grab the laundry. I'm, I'm walking past the dryer. Uh-huh. I open the door. I pull the hot clothes out. I throw them in the laundry basket and I just throw them on top of the bed. Isn't it better if I just didn't take the clothes out? I, I mean, the, you're in a safe space. This is the tree of trust. She's I, never going to hear it. I, I think that she thinks that the trash is a hundred percent your, your responsibility. She thinks correctly. Yeah. It is, and sh- and she thinks she's doing you a favor. Well, I don't know. She's she doesn't think she's doing you a favor. She's literally doing it. She's doing the tie up thing because she like wants it out. Of it. That's correct. She doesn't want to look at it. That's anymore. correct. And so she's like, you're not doing it. You're not ta- doing it. I'm all set now. now. So, right. honey, yeah. come in here and totally. put the bag in. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I think that that you could have a conversation with her about it. Yeah, you totally don't want to answer this question. But I get it. You're on my side. And I appreciate it. <laughs>
I'd like to read a quote for you, and then we'll wrap. Okay, I do. I just want to say real quick a thing Nathaniel has done before, like he's twelve years old. Is I'll, they'll be washing the dryer, so it's gotten all dried up, and he'll walk. Hold on, there's clothes in the washing machine or no, in the dryer. There's clothes in the dryer. That ha- he put them in the dryer. I want to get the context. I did the whole thing. You put them in the washing machine. They washed. Right. You took them from the washing machine. You put them in the dryer. Right. Now they're spinning. Right. And now it's done. Yeah. Okay. What's he so far? He goes downstairs because he needs like a golf shirt. Or, like, something. Oh, the laundry's downstairs. Right. He goes to the laundry. Yeah. And he pulls out the item he wants. Yep. And then he walks away. Yeah. <laughs> like I, he's 12 years old. So, yeah, that's, I did, <laughs> my mom used to f- hate it. Yeah, it's fine. The worst was when, so we used to pull our clothes out, be like, oh, I need my shirt. Because like, you're need, looking, right? I need my jersey. Yeah. So all the other clothes are on the ground. Uh-huh. Or if they're not all fully dry yet. But I need the shirt. Right, it doesn't matter. You have to leave. So even if it's a little wet, you're going to take it. No, I was going to say I'll pull the rest of the clothes out, but my dryer, oh, my shirt, and by itself, dry. yeah, and then just sort of then walk away from it. Like that's going to suck getting those dry. Is that not the same thing that Jenny's doing by not fulfilling the need for a trash bag? I hear you, right? And like, why do I get to get mad, but you don't get to get mad? Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. I know, and like watching this kind of stuff, and I think like these were these were boys that had really good moms that were doing like a lot of a lot of stuff. And so they didn't have to do it. Yeah. And now here they are. They're 37 year old men. Yep. And like, I just. Now their wives get to do it. And like, right. And I have a, and I have a five year old boy. So I'm like, all right, how, you know, how do I, I got to teach him how to, you know, do the thing. Doesn't matter. He's not going to do it. <laughs> He's not going to do it. There's something ingrained in our brain that says, my mom can take care of this. All right. We'll so, see. If you never do more than what you get paid for, you'll never get paid more for what you do. Ooh. If you never do more than what you get paid for, you'll never get paid more for what you do. Okay. Is that interesting? It is interesting. It's like like why do I have to do do this? I'm not going to get paid for it, but like how are they going to decide that you're worthy of more money unless you show them that you are? Why limit yourself to what you think your role is? Why not do better for less expectation? As an employer, that's what I look for. If someone goes above and beyond, or what is perceived to be above and beyond. See, I I have no limit to my role. I can demo a toilet. I can sell a house. I can sweep a floor. I can paint a wall. And it all sort of falls under the same umbrella. Nobody's paying me to do what I have to do. Yeah, right. But for the people that I work with, I'm paying them to perform some sort of a service. Right, like install all these windows. Sure. Now, this is not directed at you. If a guy, I'll use your example, is installing the windows, right? And technically, caulking is the painter's job. But for the carpenter that puts the window in and then puts the wooden stop in, the thing that holds the window on the inside in place. Is this a replacement window or new construction? It's a great question. (laughs) So the stops aren't as important on a new construction, right? Because they have the nailing. Nailing. Flange. Spin on the outside. Uh, But nevertheless, that piece piece of material will still be there. If they caulk it, I will use that guy 10 out of 10 times. It's just just doing the little bit extra. And then not sticking for the bill. Hey, you owe me $4 for a tube of caulk. No, it's like the right thing to do. It would be nice if people took that extra step. And it's not just related to professionalism. I think you could use this, this anecdote, this phrase, this motto. Mantra. Mantra for life. Let's try to do a little bit more. And I think that 
people feel like, well, I'm not going to get compensated, so why do it? But right. They don't realize that, I don't know, if, if you're working for like someone you think is like a good person, that it that it will kind of have an impact and pay off in the end. So I'll, uh, I'm thinking of Home Depot right now. So I'm having a big, big problem with Home Depot. And I don't want to bore our fan with the details. With the HD beef. Right. <laughs> but I will say it's a big deal. And we are one of the bigger consumers out of that particular store. Mm-hmm. And I have to go meet the store manager and sort of hash it out. I know that my I, I'm, I will not purchase items at their store anymore through the pro desk. I won't do it. I, I, I've had enough. I've met my limit. But as I was thinking through the conversation in my head, because there's no point in going in hot-headed, right? Right, yeah, yeah, right. You, it's almost like an exit interview. You're like, I just want to give you some productive like feedback because this is what, why I'm where I am. Why I'm leaving. I tried to put myself in their shoes. So they're not typical... They're not. Their audience is not people like us. They want to serve people like us, but they they don't really care about the contractor as much as they do the homeowner. Mm-hmm. The homeowner spends more. They buy stuff that they don't need. All of that crap. But they certainly do want our business. I say that because the people that work there are hourly employees. They don't get paid commission. If I spend a million dollars as a uh, pro customer, or I spend five dollars, it's sort of irrelevant to the to the worker. Totally. It matters to the store, but mm-hmm. it doesn't matter to the worker. So for me to expect these hourly employees to go above and beyond, or I wouldn't even call it above and beyond, to get the fucking order right, uh-huh. they don't care past the time they punch their card. Yeah. So I can't use that argument when I go meet with this manager and say, like, your people don't work hard enough. Because I, I can't expect them to care. Yeah. Because they're not making any money off of me. And... It, it just led me to a, a larger discussion or a larger thought process of how do you get people to care? And I think it's just a certain kind of person that cares beyond the time they punch their clock. Yeah. But I can't bring it up because I can't change people. The only person I can change is me. And I got a lot of work to do. See you next time. See you next time. <laughs>